as we went on the finance journey, we saw a massive increase in our spiritual capital because what we were doing was we were coming to the Father and saying, I want to be really dependent on you and I'm trusting you. And you know, when you're, when you don't know where the money's coming for the next bill that you've got side in front of you, it takes you into a posture of dependence on him. Encouraging, inspiring, and equipping leaders. This is Coach and Joe. Hey, everybody. I believe our mind is a lot like a muscle. You work it out, it grows. You don't, it shrinks. What if we surround ourselves with people that know a little bit more than we do, specifically when it comes to financial capital? What if you can actually stretch your mind? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. Today, we're going to talk about what does it look like to go from small thinking on financial capital to larger thinking? Welcome to Coaching Joe. My name is Chad Norris, leader of the Garden Greenville here, Greenville, South Carolina. We have a school that we are building out, K-12. through We have a Garden College, getting ready to have a graduation for our year three students. Three-year program. A lot of people choose Garden College. Maybe they want a one-year gap program uh, before they go to college, right after they go to college. You know what Garden College is? It's a leadership school that trains people how to go really to a deep place in the Father. And also, uh, maybe perhaps even gain some competency in their skill that the Lord's given them into the marketplace, into church ministry, both. A lot of marketplace leaders coming out of here. Speaking of marketplace leadership, we're continuing a conversation on kings and priests. And I have noticed about you since I met you, I don't know, four or five years ago, God has really been doing a work on your mind. Romans 12, 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I recently read that book, Think and Grow Rich. Reminds me of Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. King James Version. Our mind's important, isn't it? It really is. Psalm 78, they limited the Holy One of Israel. Yeah. So we want to get really low in our hearts. We want to love well, forgive well. But we want a, a grace to expand our minds to think the way God thinks. Mm-hmm. God's a big thinker. Yeah. I read somewhere recently, we don't use really much of our brain at all. So I've been asking, all right, God, you're in me. Help me to think big, believe big, think accurately. That's not always been your story. No. I, I'm curious, when did the root system develop in you? Now we're talking about financial capital here. Yep. So five capitals, spiritual capital, relational capital, physical capital, intellectual, and then financial. When it comes to financial capital, you tended, I think the way you've shared your story, you were a little more religious. Tell us that journey. When did it start? When did it become small and, and when did it begin to expand and how? I think uh, your, <coughs> your perception of uh, finance comes from often from the family you've been raised in. Um, my parents weren't wealthy. They would often struggle. Um, they, were, they were pretty simple in the way that they lived. Um, and I, we got by, but it was always felt like it was just enough um, to get us by. And uh, actually, the, the father was good to us at times. We would be given things. Um, and But I think my mindset was never one of having an abundance. Uh, there were others around who who had a much more abundant mindset. So You grew up in Zimbabwe. I did grow up in Zimbabwe, yeah. yeah. And then you moved to England when you were 10, 8, 9. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, just growing, growing up, I mean, I, my dad taught in a private school, so there was wealth all around. We used to have like Nigerian royalty that would fly in and and their kids would be studying at that school. So there was wealth there, but it wasn't it was the teachers weren't the wealthy ones. That was all the all of the the students who had that wealth. When did you notice a shift towards 
uh, bigger thinking, wrapping your mind around wealth's not evil, entrepreneurship's not evil, compound interest in the in the positives not evil. When did that? When did you begin to feel convicted on that by God? It was a, it was a real journey of um, getting to know that He was with me. Uh, so it started when I was in Sheffield, connected with Paul McConaughey, who began to um, train me in in finance. And uh, he actually started by by wanting to to try and really live the gospel, which was I'm going to trust the Father for my finance. So he went on a little faith journey. The Father took him on a prophetic journey about the importance of sowing a seed of trust. And so in that place, he he gave um, more than he could afford um, away. So I think he paid his mortgage, but that was it. Um, and then he just gave the rest of the money away and just wanted to trust the Father to be able to give to him, to show him who he was. Um, and part of his rationale was, seek first the kingdom and it will all be added to you. Um, and he thought, you know what, I don't even need to find it because it says seek first the kingdom. And so there was something that I was inspired in this journey of, I, I actually, I need to know, will the father back me? Will, or is this all on me? Is it up to me to provide for myself or actually will he provide for me? So if I'm obedient, I'm not suggesting you do this if, if you know, you're, you're being disobedient to him. But, but he was inviting me to say, come on a journey of finance with me. And so Anwin and I did the same thing. We gave away way more than we could afford to give away. And we watched the father consistently provide for us month after month after month. And um, that, was, that was an incredible journey. Finance-wise, we never, we never went under any month. Um, and we began to develop an expectation of he's with us and he knows. He knows what we need when we need it. And uh, I think that um, th that was kind of like the beginning of the journey because it was still this thing of we just got by. We're always just making it um, in time. What was, what was fascinating to me when you talk about capitals, as we went on the finance journey, we saw a massive increase in our spiritual capital because what we were doing was we were coming to the Father and saying, I want to be really dependent on you and I'm trusting you. And you know, when you're, when you don't know where the money's coming for the next bill that you've got sat in front of you, it takes you into a posture of dependence on him. And so my prayer life massively increased. And the other thing I noticed in the church that I was leading at the time was that miracles started to break out all over the place, healing miracles. People, I'd lay hands on people, I, you know, I'd sometimes see people say, uh, healed in those moments. Suddenly I, I began to see them healed almost every time I prayed for them um, through that season. And so there was this increase in spiritual capital as I was deploying a financial capital. Why don't you give a working definition of what spiritual capital is? So spiritual capital is all about our connection with the Father. It's about our intimacy with Him, our journey with Him, our obedience in Him, and actually Him producing who He is in us. So You know, it, you know I haven't taught this yet, but He's been showing me for a while, and you actually just mentioned it. So we want to be wealthy in spiritual capital. I want to know him more on my deathbed than I do now. Yep. I want to know him all, throughout all eternity. I want to be one with him. You know what I've noticed about the other four capitals? When you give those capitals to him, you may not think it's spiritual capital, but let's take physical capital right now yep. in my life. There's only so many hours in a day. A lot of people think physical capital is just um, like, fitness or your body. No, it, it's 
it's the physical realm. It's, it's, um, me making a priority on a couple hours a day to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is, something I'm working on, uh, time of the father, whatever it is. But I've noticed that when I give him my physical capital, it, or excuse me, financial capital and physical capital, it drives spiritual capital up. Mm -hmm. So it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? All the capitals are related to each other. They are. Consecrated to all five of them. Yeah. What if the way you grow in spiritual capital is to consecrate, get put on the altar of the other four capitals? I think that is what, that is how you grow. You're investing the other capitals to say, okay, I want to invest my financial capital right now to be able to, for me, it was um, the father's calling me to come to the USA Okay, I'm going to invest my financial capital behind that. I'm going to trust you in this. Uh, that's that's what ended up happening for us. We we entered into this process obediently to come to the to the U.S. and and he held us in a place of waiting and dependence for six months. We lived by faith, and at the end of that time, he gave us the equivalent of seventy thousand dollars more than we were expecting to have, which paid the entire trip off. Um, it paid for our cars when we arrived here. It paid for all our shipping. It paid for all the costs of the visas, everything. Um, and it, it was about going on a journey with him where we're depending on him, putting in the seeds that we have. And actually, the in that moment, it wasn't about the, the money. Like, I mean, this is incredible, $70,000, but it was, you love us so much. And that's spiritual capital. Let's talk about uh, seeds. In all the capitals. Mm -hmm. I think we have, I don't know if we do it on purpose, but a lot of people have lottery mindsets. Mm -hmm. I want to explode in financial capital in a week. Eh, I mean, I guess it happens, but lottery typically ruins people's lives. Seeds. Yeah. The father just had Wendy and I sell our house off of a word of knowledge. It went down so fast. I'm still like, did we really just do that? He told me to look at every dime we made off of our house as seeds. Every penny and he told me he said i will show you where to plant those seeds well where i'm going at here is when it comes to increasing in all the capitals including financial capital typically the tortoise wins the race dave ramsey i'm about to go be at one of his conferences again he's a literary mentor of mine i think a lot of him a lot of people don't like him because he's too conservative which i don't care god uses him greatly and he used him greatly in my life he interviewed 50 billionaires himself and one of the billionaires, I believe, was the wealthiest one he interviewed, gave him a book, and Dave was so excited. He whipped out his journal. was going to take notes on it. What is this book? And the book was a children's book called The Tortoise and the Hare. Yeah. People who move pretty quickly in any of the capitals, they just tend not to grow a lot of wealth in all the capitals. The father's a gardener. A garden is boring. Recently, we went to the beach really boring and wonderful Mm -hmm. why does boring typically bring the breakthrough in all the capitals why is that you know one of the things i've observed is um lots of people saying passion is the thing um we've got a if you're passionate to go after the father then you're going to make it but i've also watched that passion wane i've watched it in people where they were so on fire a year ago but they can't sustain it um, they're, they're, they're not living with a sustained life. And so um, I think there's something about what does it look like to recognize the, the length of the journey that you're going on and to, uh, uh, to have a, 
a sustained commitment over time uh, to to consistently invest. I think people think, oh, if I work really, really hard for now, I'm going to get the massive breakthrough. And actually what we need to be thinking about is this is a walk. How do you journey with the father? You walk with him. He walked with them in the cool of the day. Do you know what a weapon is, financial capital, that makes business people very nervous? Sabbath. Yes. Yes. I feel, I feel like I have a word for some business leaders. Practice Sabbath one day a week and see what happens to your finances. And if someone says, I don't have time for that, whoo, I don't care what country you live in or what company you run. Mm -hmm. Maybe Chick-fil-A's secret sauce is not that 800-calorie sauce I dipped those fries in. What if it's they, they're off one day a week? Yeah. I think Sabbath, um, it, it is very measurable. It, it measures, do you have faith? Because what you're doing is saying, on that day, I am trusting the Father with my life. I'm not trusting myself to go out and produce on this day. I'm trusting his word, which is to rest and be with him. And my success is dependent on him, not on me. Someone told me a couple of years ago they hadn't been on a vacation in 23 years, and they said it as a point of pride. Yeah. They were being serious, successful business person. God uses me in, in thorny ways. He puts thorny words in my mouth. I said, I think that is an indication of a massive lack of spiritual capital. Yeah. What you're saying is you don't trust God. Yeah, you're you trusting trust yourself. You trust your own ability to pull yeah. it off. Yeah. But Chad, you don't understand. I, I'm in investing. I'm in, I run my own company. If I take a day off, it'll fall apart. I'm in real estate. You never take a day off in real estate. I'm in ministry. I don't know. I think Jesus is quite capable of increasing my financial capital. I'm not saying you Sabbath for four days a week. You Sabbath one day a week. And that's an indicator of spiritual capital. You notice spiritual capital is the first. An increase in spiritual capital will act, I'm being facetious, but it'll accidentally hit all the other capitals. Yes. It's a lordship issue. It is. I talked to my wife yesterday about a lordship issue in my life. And, you know, I wouldn't say it's spiritual capital, but it kind of is. Maybe it's all spiritual capital. Mm -hmm. Being obedient. I've, I've heard you say lots of times to, to business leaders, hand over the business to the father for him to be the CEO. Mm -hmm. Well, his word says rest. That as the CEO, this is what he's saying. Trust. Trust. It's, it's not good in those nations that make people work every day of the week. Um, they the nation suffers as a result those nations that have learned to rest are more productive uh the month of june here is an intentional <clears throat> we're going to work but much slower pace and everything mm -hmm. i think it triggers americans i don't know i used to say that on the last couple of times i've been to europe i'm not so sure anymore i would have said back in the day that the west is driven more by achievement workaholism i'm not so sure anymore I think it's actually a, a worldwide thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I've gotten to know a, a lot of people here at the Garden. It's a very diverse congregation. Uh, we have a Hispanic man who is an elder at our church, and I've noticed with Hispanic culture, I mean, it, literally talking about Sabbath is like a foreign. Only, I have not yet met Hispanic business leader at the Garden 
who was comfortable talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it makes it awkward talking about it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, millennials probably need to stop reading books on Sabbath. Yes. I'm not saying you Sabbath seven days a week or whatever it is. I mean, I'm overgeneralizing, but how does a person, uh, let's end here. How does a person take some practical steps to move out of a small thinking pattern, financial capital into a, a bigger, more expanded thinking pattern? Well, it's getting to know who the father is. Um, so, um, we, you come back to that Psalm 78, we limit him by our thinking. Um, and this for me it is a, is a key part of it. We limit him. We have, we have sat back and thought, okay, well, you're sovereign. So whatever you want will happen. Um, and actually he wants us to participate with him. So when he gives us decrees and commands, when he says, follow me, when he, when he activates us, if we take hold of what his word says and put it into practice, then we begin to see, oh, this is who he is. This is what he's like. This is how he wants. And our minds begin to expand. We're being renewed because every time you see him come through in a miracle, you see him uh, bring a breakthrough to you, you, your mind grows more and you continue to grow. You're being transformed by that renewing of your mind, being taught by miracles. I went to the gym this morning and did uh, curls, chest press, and some overhead press. So it's easy to understand your muscles as a muscle. Treat your mind like a muscle. Here's what I've noticed of how I expand it. I work it out a lot. So here's what I do. I find literary mentors that know way more than I do. And so I stretch my mind by what I read. Yep. Um, read the Desert Fathers. You want to grow in spiritual capital? Read Desert Fathers. Read... Read those that went to a deep place in God. Yep. Uh, you want to grow in spiritual capital? I mean, I'm not an Einstein. You might want to read a little bit about Warren Buffett. Might want to take his advice. Find people in your life and people not in your life that have written that just can help you work out your mind. Mm-hmm. And I've learned minds like a muscle. You know, Paul says, take every thought captive. If I am not being stretched, if I'm not growing, I tend to get, uh, is it called dystrophy? What do you call it when your muscles shrink? Yeah. What's that word? Um, I can't remember. It's, it's your mind gets smaller when you stop stretching it. Yeah. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Surround yourself with people who are higher on the mountain than all the capitals than you. Learn from them. Get low in your heart and ask God to expand your mind. I bless you that you would read what successful people read and that you would even start in the Gospels with what Jesus says about financial capital. Be at peace. Thanks for joining us on the Coach and Joe Leadership Podcast. Don't miss the Coach and Joe Talk Show on YouTube and check out coachandjoe.com for more resources, blogs, and merch. We will see you next time.